Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in just one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. And to celebrate, we're giving you a giving away a NBA gambling podcast hoodie head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho and you're listening to old fashioned football. Old fashioned football. Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is J Mark. You can find me on the X at J Mark Football. You can find us on the X at Old Fashioned FB. And by us, you're probably wondering. So before we get to these week eight waiver wires and everything else we got in store, I got to bring in my co-host on the pod and in life. That's right. She's back. Back from the sickness. Get down with the sickness. You can find her on X at the Mer Mark. Mer, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Feeling better? Oh, I feel so much better. I know. I knew I knew that, but <laughs> they didn't know that maybe. No, I do. No, today definitely feel a lot better. I'll, I slept so much when I was sick. It was crazy. And definitely started getting back to things on Saturday and was feeling so exhausted from being sick. And today I just feel 100% again. Awesome. Awesome. Shout out. Oh, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say shout out to the chat. If you're listening to <laughs> us, try to get on over to youtube.com slash old dash fashion football, mm-hmm. or just look for old fashioned football podcast. Josiah says, woo. <laughs> Soccer is over for Josiah apparently because he is, <laughs> he is back, back in the chat. Welcome back, <laughs> Josiah. And uh, Kathy says this never comes across the right way. Hand pink waving. I'm just a, a wave. I'm sure <laughs> she's glad you're feeling better. And Jamie says, whoop, whoop. Yes. Um, I, go ahead. How many times are you going to, you're talking to America here. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I was distracted when we started. I just got done texting my, she's going to be 10 tomorrow. I know niece Maddie. Oh yes. Happy. She has early. a phone. <laughs> I know she's got a phone. I got a text. I was like, what is this? But she goes, yes. in case you don't, well, it said uh, um, something like, hi, Uncle Justin. Love you. Can't wait to see you. Miss you. Blah, blah, blah. And then it said, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing here. And I then, know. and then she said, uh, by the way, if you don't know who this is, this is Maddie, which I, I assume so. Cause I didn't think it was Aiden or Toby texting. <laughs> They're still a little young for that, but uh, mm-hmm. happy early birthday yes, to Maddie. Tomorrow. I can't believe they just, 
so she fast. informed us that she will be in the double digits. Double digits. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Milestone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, you were talking about how you were starting to feel a little bit better this weekend, but you mm -hmm. feel a lot better now. Just to give you guys a little bit of behind baseball and insight on Miranda's weekend. Now, I was not. Behind, okay, I was like, I, was I not, thought you were going to break down my fantasy teams and how I did. And I was like, I no, 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 no. did pretty good and you don't need to. No, um, okay. I and before <laughs> I read this, I was not just sitting around watching football. I was outside most of the weekend working. However, Murr staying inside because she was getting better, uh, made 21 servings of roasted butternut squash soup, 16 servings of roasted <laughs> acorn squash soup, 10 servings of, um, it just says mom soup. I'm assuming that's not the official name. No, that is the name on the, my, what I wrote down for the recipe, mom soup, <laughs> mom soup, 12 <laughs> servings of roasted acorn squash and 18 jars of salsa this weekend. I was a real Ooh. homemaker. This homesteader. Weekend. Homesteader. There you go. Hey, Hey. I homemaker. I decorate the house pretty well too, Justin. Well, this is true, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, that was that was really um, no. A it lot. was it was a lot. I felt very accomplished last night at nine thirty p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it was a lot to do. Um, real quick, I had to play this because I didn't get to play it while you were here, and it just it, it makes me laugh so much and. Uh, now, I want people to know before I play this, and you're going to have to go on YouTube because I'm going to take this out of the podcast because you're just going to hear it and not know what's going on. But Miranda said after I put this video together, she had no idea I made all these faces at her. No. This is what you're missing. Uh, if you're not tuning in to listen to the whiskey reviews, all of that happened in just um, one short episode. <laughs> What do you have to say? I just the disrespect in your <laughs> facial expressions, the eye rolls. Do you eye roll this much when I'm talking normally to no, you? No, not at all. <laughs> just kidding. I guess I don't pay attention to your face enough <laughs> to catch all that. Probably for good reason. <laughs> uh, just a preview. We're going to go over injury studs and duds and uh, talk some whiskey. Of course, it's waivers and whiskey weekend, but. How'd your fantasy football teams do this weekend? I am well. You am well. I think I'm going to be six and two. That's that's uh, respectable. There are two, two games are dependent on tonight's game. One's very close. One, I don't know if I have a chance. Is it is it this close? Is it very close like this? Put his hands. It's a walk-in. Fourth down and goal. You couldn't read that from there. It said when you're 1.3 fantasy points behind going into Monday or something like that. Is it that close? Or it, I think I think you showed me that before. You're winning, right? I am. Yes. Yeah. And I'm projected to win. Nice. Nice. We'll see. I had a couple couple good things, couple bad things in fantasy football weekend. We'll start with the bad thing, but we'll call it a good thing, sort of. Uh, in the family league, I had won four games in a row. Well, wait, four. We're in, yeah, four games in a row. I was four and mm -hmm. two. Uh, after losing the first two, won four in a row, coming back with a vengeance to take this league. And your dad, who had not won a game, beat me by three points. It's over. He gets his first fantasy football win. <laughs> no longer has his perfect record. Reverse, reverse. Um, <laughs> so good win by him. Uh, yeah. Also, also, do you remember when Aiden used to go, also? Yes. <laughs> so, every time I say also, that pops in my head. Although, uh, also our listener league, we yes. lost four straight. 
to start the year. Mm -hmm. And now we have won three, three straight. Coming back. We were just teasing everybody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we were we were making it difficult um, mm -hmm. on ourselves by being like, oh, let's get way behind here. So, yeah, Mr. Zach Vello, a uh, longtime listener. One of the first, I believe. You got the beat down this week. Got the beat down. <laughs> and I have a lot of matchups that come down to, to tonight. Uh, I know you have Christian McCaffrey in one league. However, I need him to do poorly. No. Yeah, I need him to do poorly to no. get some victories. I'm not wishing that on him <laughs> and his performance. Well, I am. Um, you know, he's got that slight tear in his oblique. They will talk about load management. Why don't they just rest him? That's what I, I want him to get like three. Do a Bajan Robinson where he got one carry for three yards this weekend. And the excuse was that he just wasn't feeling well or feeling like himself post game. He said that his head was just, Oh, he woke up and he just fell out of it. His head was bothering him. Does this not sound like a hangover? <laughs> he <laughs> fell out of it. His head was bothering him. He didn't feel like himself. He just got shit faced the night before party a little too hard there. I think so. That's what I'm taking from it. Anyways, <laughs> Uh, before we keep going, I see a question. We'll answer that in a second. Bryce, what are we drinking today? <laughs> <laughs> we are drinking in our lovely old fashions that we co-made. We're in a hurry. We're <laughs> I'm <laughs> went right from birthday video call mm -hmm. with the niece to, to make an old fashions. <laughs> a rush old fashioned, put a dried orange in there. You're muddling while I'm just throwing bitters in while I'm throwing the whiskey and yeah. Anyway, you know what? Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. So if this sucks, I can't blame you today. <laughs> you can't blame me. <laughs> it was a anyway. OK, what we're what drinking. What are we drinking? I yeah. Know, you I'm didn't just... get there yet. Yes. <laughs> we are drinking Grace O'Malley's blended Irish whiskey. There's also a reason Justin picked this. Yes, I did. Because it's an 80 proof whiskey. It's the first 80 proof whiskey you laid your eyes on when yes. you're picking. from. I was in a scramble. <laughs> To pick an 80 proof for a reason. It's our 80th episode. Cheers to us. That feels like an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, yeah. 80th episode. That's we say it many times. If you haven't heard it, though, thank you so much for tuning in every time that you tune in. It means a lot to us. We do this. It's fun, but we do it for the listeners. We hope you at least get mm -hmm. something out of it, whether it's fantasy football, whiskey or just entertainment from me. Rolling my eyes. Um <laughs> But we appreciate you all. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, thumbs up, you know, all that kind of stuff. Download, leave reviews, go, go buy some, go buy some merch like this hat I got on. We got shirts, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But thank you for uh, tuning in. Yes. We really you, appreciate you. that. Now, before we keep going, we got to talk a little pick them, right? Because mm -hmm. there's this thing called pick them and it's getting spicy. Why don't you tell people where they can get spicy? You can get spicy over on Underdog Fantasy. They have a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five in Pick'em Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus of up to $500. Normally it's $100, people. They are extending it. A deposit bonus of up to $500. $100,000 Sundays also continues over on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky winners will win $10,000 each this Sunday. 
Yeah, uh, it's your first day back, so you're excused. And uh, I'm, it's been this, a long Monday. This is normally where I give you a play, but why give it to you when I can? Hopefully, you saw the picks. If you didn't, uh, reach out to us, and I posted them already, anyways. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And if you haven't got it yet, you can win some swag. That's right. The NBA is back. And to celebrate, we're giving away an NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA underdog using our promo code SUPN. And one random winner will get an NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. All right. We're back. We are back, Justin. And I, you reminded me. Yes. You scorched our yard somewhere. Where were you burning that grass at? Uh, it was right next to our drive where it needed burned anyways. You could see some gravel in the uh, photo. Where? There. Right out that way. If you didn't see it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that was a large area of grass that you just burned. It looked bigger in photos as things often do. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Josiah says he's wearing a shirt right now. Thank Ooh, you, Josiah. Jojo. We appreciate that. We're twinning. I'm wearing it. Twinning. <laughs> uh, let's answer this question real quick. Bryce mm -hmm. Ridley says, would you trade Deontay Johnson and Amari Cooper for C.D. Lamb? I still have Ayuk, Adams, Thielen, and Kirk. I don't hate that trade because the Browns are kind of a, a shit show on offense. Deshaun Watson sucks. They'd be better going with P.J. Walker, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, and Deontay Johnson, again, the Steelers offense, even though, yeah, Johnson and Pickens get involved, that that offense still sucks. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's not good. They still they win games somehow. Basically, the defense and CeeDee Lamb is the number one target for the Cowboys. So I don't I don't mind that at all. You're 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 doing something to Are me. You're going to need know. to slide the screen over because I cannot. Uh... Well, that was the question. I, I know that no oh. but for future questions got it because you you Very say confused it and here. yes you know how my mind works i need to read it too. <laughs> should we read the injury report while we're reading things <laughs> <laughs> insert um, eye roll yeah there was uh we just got a notification we did a little bit ago and that's yes. what i'm gonna start with all Please right you hold. start with that i'm gonna throw some people's comments up on here <clears throat> Happy birthday. I have it if you're ready. Happy birthday, Maddie. Jamie says that Josiah was beat by his mom. We all were beat by our parents this weekend in the family week. Josiah says, only got me by 0. 0.3 points. That hurts. Ouch. And Nick was just listening to words of wisdom from her, such as Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup or Kittle is Kittle. Anyways. Drum Ford. Yes. Update. He is going to be out one to two weeks. Yes. Uh. And bonus, we're not, we're, these guys are not in our waivers, but Pierre Strong and Kareem Hunt, take a good look at those guys. Kareem Hunt is mm -hmm. rostered in more leagues than Pierre Strong. But I think, uh, excuse me there, I was trying not to cough, hiccup, and burp it like all the same time, I feel like. And uh, Pierre Strong's the guy that I think is going to get like the, the bulk of the carries. Mm -hmm. Kareem Hunt's still going to be like that passing down and third down back. Yes. And so kicking off with Jerome Ford, but going back to quarterbacks yes. who are injured, Fields is still out with a dislocated thumb for at least another week. This yeah. is going to impact me he's, heavily again. He's quote unquote doubtful for the Chargers. He's not playing. So it's another. I started Agent Bajent. Special Agent Bajent. <laughs> uh, which 
didn't do too bad for me. No, not at all. He looked really good. Go to the Sports Gambling Podcast store and get yourself an a uh, Agent Bajent t-shirt i i really want to get one that's uh i think i'll do that you tonight. mentioned that i haven't had a chance to go look at it yeah that's why i wait that's why i don't Did i have not ordered it, was it like yet. 007 it, it looks 007 ish yeah you should pull it up you right know now. i need that that's my game yeah you can't beat me in n64 007 that's Golden not Iron. true no you can't I can't beat you when you play proximity mines on that one level or lasers i can beat you in lasers you can't beat me all right lasers. we're settling this later tonight how do you not have my childhood is Dallas seven N64 with my dad and I have every multiplayer level just memorized still it's ingrained in my mind. How do you, you don't know how to navigate. It bothers me. And I schooled you and Nick. Um, you both were fed up with think, the game. Think about whose memory you're talking about. Of course I can't navigate those still. Whatever. <laughs> Why don't you pull that up? I'm going to talk about the rest of the quarterbacks. Watson, what am I pulling up? The link I sent you of Special Agent Bajan's shirt. Come on. Okay. Get Sorry. with the program. It's been a long day. My mind is a little like. Deshaun I've Watson left busy. the game after a big hit. He was one for five for five yards in the interception. He's questionable. Just turned the team over to PJ Walker. He's looked better. Uh, Jimmy G questionable with his back injury as we know jimmy g's injuries seem to come in too <laughs> you're distracting me over here <laughs> jalen hurts was seen wearing an e-brace at the end of the game but he's expected to be fine monitor that cmc mm -hmm. is in today like i said small tear in the oblique i think they should just sit him maybe uh, pull a bajan robinson where you don't tell people that there's an issue and you just sit him uh, josiah said bajan only got him point three but he did win this week. I misquoted. You talked about Jerome Ford. Debo, Debo Samuel out tonight. That's that's big for the Niners, mm -hmm. I feel like. And then tight end, Dawson Knox. This was announced a little bit ago, a couple hours ago. He's going to have to have surgery on his wrist. It will keep him out for an unexpected amount. Like, they don't know how much time. It's kind of an indefinite until he's better. So, to me, I think the rest of fantasy football, he's out. And we'll talk about that in a little mm -hmm. bit here. But... You pulled it up. What do you think of the shirt? You like it? Yeah, I do. There's a blue and orange option too. I don't know if you saw Ooh, that. I did not see that. Um, I'm. Oh, I was going to say I'm really bad at moving the clicker. It's not on injury report, but guess what? It was. Why don't we talk a little bit about Sir Throws a Lot? Yes. Which you know what that means. Got to get an intro from our good buddy. This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback, and now it's time for Sir Throws a Lot. Sir Throws a Lot this week, so far anyways, is Derek Carr. He threw for 55 times. I feel like I need to go back and check, but I feel like our Sir Throws a Lot, it's 55. That's a lot like of every them. Time. Yeah. Not every 55. time. 55. 55. Okay. 50, 50. Eight out of 10 times. It's 55. 60% <laughs> of the time. <laughs> every time. Okay. Three through 55. <laughs> what? <laughs> I promise I'm fine. He threw 55 times for 301 yards, one touchdown. He did throw an interception. The biggest benefactor of all this, though, was Alvin Kamara. Yes. Who put up a lot of points for you in the family league and you were feeling pretty cocky going into Sunday <laughs> before your mom gave you the beat down. I know. I really got the beat down. Like yes. I said, my dad beat you. My mom beat me. My parents are facing each other. Yeah. It'll come down to tonight. <laughs> um, I would say throwing the ball 55 times that his AC sprain must be better. I would assume so. Otherwise, 
I they they wouldn't have him throw it that many times. I think mm-hmm. so. That that's something to keep in mind. Uh, do you want to talk a little studs and duds? Yeah, I'll All right. cover the studs. You cover the studs. <laughs> I'll get the duds. Just kind of like you're the stud of the show. I'm the dud. Uh, and Dylan, we'll get to your question right after studs and duds. Yes, we will because it's we got to get to the questions. All right. All right. Um, some stud quarterbacks for you: Gardner Minshew projected. Who would think that Gardner Minshew? Anyway, Minshew mania projected eleven point seven, finished with thirty one point one points. Lamar Jackson. Um, I mean, if you had him, you likely started him anyway. But he was only projected nineteen point four only, and he finished with thirty three point eight eight at running back. Some of our studs were Deonta Foreman, projected nine point nine, finished with thirty one point five. In the Bears, that beat was down an exciting. It was Raiders. exciting. It's what three? I'm going to three touchdowns. Yes, two rushing touchdowns, one receiving yeah, touchdown, three touchdowns, like right away in the game. Um, Gus Edwards, this was exciting. I started. I had to start Gus. Uh, 8.3 finished with 20.9 a wide receiver. Josh Downs was projected 7.5. He finished with 24 AJ Brown projected 15.7 finished with 24.7 and for tight ends. Travis Kelsey is always a stud in my book. Just, he's just always a stud. He was projected 14.8, but he finished with 29.9. That really helped me in multiple leagues this year, this week. It's been a year <laughs> in yes. the last week. It's been a year in the last week. Uh, and Taysom Hill, seeing Taysom Hill pop up again. He was projected 6.9 and finished with 14.8. You know, as a as somebody who rosters Travis Kelsey in a league, you have him in multiple leagues. I think we should all go out and buy a T-Swift uh, album or something because obviously he's performing better when she shows up <laughs> to the games. That's That's who gets all the credit. For the duds, Brian Hoyer, the, the, the Raiders veteran, couldn't hold up against the uh, ferocious Bears defense. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm kind of exaggerating that because I know Josiah is a Raiders fan, but he was projected only 14.3, couldn't even muster that. He got 1.16. And Tua Tagovailoa, that's mainly who let me down in the game against your dad. Projected 20.8, finished with 10.34. Running backs, Josh Jacobs going back to the Raider well. Projected 16, finished with 4.6. Austin Eckler, that ankle is not right, I don't think. That or they're just not utilizing him correctly. Projected 16.1, finished with 5.1. Amari Cooper, wide receivers. I talked about how the Browns are a mess. Projected 10.6, finished with 3.2. Calvin Ridley, this one hurt me too in in the matchup against your father. Calvin Ridley, (laughs) projected 11.5. He got one. Uh, Yay. Tight ends, Cole Komet. I, I won't just keep uh, dissing the Raiders. I'll diss one of the Bears, too. Cole Komet projected 7.6, put up a goose egg. And then Tyler Higby projected 5.8, finished with 1.2. The tight ends actually did pretty good at hitting their projections, most of the tight ends. So I kind of had to dig for these guys. It was mm-hmm. National Tight Ends Day on Friday or Thursday. I missed nice. it. Isn't, yeah, you did. It was National Tight <gasps> Ends Week. That's my day. <laughs> yeah, it was National Tight Ends Week. And... Uh, the tight ends played well. So. Except for Cole Komet. I mean, with such a good game that we had, for him to get nothing yeah, was agreed. painful. Agreed. Uh, let's answer a question real mm-hmm. quick here. Dylan Fink says, what's up, y'all? What's up, Dylan? Need a miracle. Down exactly 2.92 in full PPR. 
His opponent has Madison and the Niners D. He's got Ayuk. What are the odds I can pull off the upset? I like the chances. I do too, actually. Madison has not he been has that not great. been productive. Yeah. Ayuk with no Debo in the offense, mm-hmm. he's going to get the majority of the targets, I would think. I guess. Yeah. Um, I think you got a chance. I mean, nothing's over till it's over, but uh you definitely got a chance. Also, who are some <clears> buy low <throat> players? That's a tough one. Um, I would have to dig into that a little bit more. I was trying to look at some target percentages here real quick. Uh, a guy that he really hasn't done much fantasy football wise, Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. He's been targeted 28% of the time though, on average. So I would start looking at the, the average target share or just overall target share in the offense and find those guys that are getting a lot of targets, but don't necessarily have a lot of points. Cause eventually it's going to pay, it should pay off. And yeah. if they're getting a lot of the target share, they're going to continue. Yes. Yeah. Generally, what we see is they continue to get that target share. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> oh, I hang on. Let me double check. That's still his target share. I forgot. Change the game amounts here. Technology. Don't know where he went now. But anyways, I would look at target shares. Let me get this for you. Come on. <laughs> okay, he's down to 16. I still like that target <clears throat> share for somebody of his talent. Marquise Brown. I know nobody wants the Cardinals, but he's getting targeted a lot. Uh, Jacoby Myers just came off of a bad game, except that uh, garbage time touchdown. Maybe somebody will give him up. Um, definitely just kind of look at those target shares and see see who's available. All right. Sorry, just making my way through here. Would you trade Mike Evans for Devontae Adams? Rendon asks. I would rather have Mike Evans. I... Oh, crap. I changed some stuff here in the formulas. <laughs> <laughs> you changed the formula. <clears throat> um, I I don't know. Kind of with how Devontae Adams has been looking. Mm-hmm. Now, Devontae Adams, more target share. I do realize that. But Jimmy G's and, hurt. We don't know when he's going to be back. No. And he's not looking good. Adams just was basically shut down by the Bears, which shouldn't happen. Aside from that first drive, mm-hmm. Adams should have had a much better day. Uh, Mike, our defense, I know we had a good game, but our defenses, it's picking up. It's picking it, up. It looked good. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was because the Raiders just made us look. Good. Yeah. That's actually probably more accurate. Mike Evans, 15% of the target share. Mm-hmm. He's got 468 yards, big red zone target though, four touchdowns, which is more than Adams. Uh, Adams has more catches, more yards. I, I like keeping Mike Evans myself. Josiah says definitely take Devonta, Devonte, but obviously that's from a Raiders fan, a bias. So. There's too much bias there. <laughs> you have to learn to separate your bias out of fantasy. I, I would say I agree with that, but I still have yet to learn that before we keep going. <laughs> Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical ads and data. Enter any parlay idea in a Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Now, back to old-fashioned football. 
how disappointed are you that we don't have a manscaped ad read anymore it happened though <laughs> it did happen it's not the manscaped ad that i want <laughs> i know you want the ball shaver not the beard shaver uh just just saying <laughs> I just like to give my aunt a present. <laughs> <laughs> One more question before we get to waivers. Jackson, Gibbs, Pollard, Diggs, CD, Puka, Palmer, and Goddard. Bench Chan, Kyron, Ferguson, Purdy, and Chuba. Thoughts on potential trades for Andrews, or should I sit tight till my running backs get off injured reserve? Gosh, I like Dylan jumps right in here. We love that. Dylan mm -hmm. says Goddard and Palmer, Joshua Palmer for Andrews. If you can get somebody to swing that deal, I would do it all day for sure. Uh, Joshua Palmer, he, while he's looked good while Mike Williams is out, Keenan Allen is the top guy in that offense, followed by Austin mm -hmm. Eckler, and then it's Palmer and Quentin Johnston <laughs> both kind of getting things. So if, let's just switch it this way. Would you trade Joshua Palmer and Dallas Goddard to get Mark Andrews? Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And thanks for – this is – we keep saying this, but if you're in the chat, Feel free to answer other people's yes, questions. We love the conversation. Get it going. Between. We do. Yes. Josiah says he got shut down, but still scored 12.7 points. That's low for Devonte Adams against what's supposed to be a very bad bears team. Agreed. What you looking at over there? I'm You're looking at tight end stats. <laughs> just, just looking at Sorry. my tight ends. <laughs> just looking at them. <laughs> Let's talk about some waivers. Yeah, let's do. Let's you want to kick it, it off with quarterbacks? I will. I know it was surprising that I listed him in the studs, but I'm throwing him out there for a waiver. Gardner Minshew. He is only rostered in 3.6% of leagues. Uh, he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Colts the rest of the year. And he yeah. looked much better this week against Cleveland, who has a very good defense. He had. 305 yards, two touchdowns, 29 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. I felt like he was definitely playing to impress, yeah. playing to win, playing for his next job. <laughs> if you are, if your team is hurting at quarterback and you really need it, I would 10, 15% of your fab. I definitely think he would be a potentially a really good pickup. Do you think I should pick him up and grow? Like shaved to have this. Well, if thing you have, if you're rostering him, you have to. Okay. So if I get him <laughs> on any waivers, I'm going to have this going on though. The Fu Manchu, is that yeah. what that's called? You will see me with the Fu Manchu next week if I uh, end up picking up Gardner Minshew. I'm going to go with Tyrod Taylor. Oh, is that a promise? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> are you are you're you the one that's always like, you're not shaving your beard. Um, so <laughs> did you say Fab? I'm sorry. I was pulling up a picture of Minshew. To make sure he still had the Fu Man. Did you say Fab? You yeah, ten to fifteen percent. Okay. I do know. I, you were looking at me. There's like, a lag. Oh. Okay, there's a lag going on with me tonight. <laughs> working on the MS DOS processor or something. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, I did. You're such a jerk. You're like the sloth from whatever oh, that movie um, is. He works at the. Uh, yes, and yep, at the uh, DMV. DMV. Yeah, and he that. What is that show? Okay, I have yeah, no idea. Movie. Anyways, Tyrod anyway. Taylor rostered in 2.1%. Dan Jones is currently out with a neck injury, and I think he's going to miss a couple more games. That's a uh, tough injury, especially if you think about taking hits. He's already had surgery on that neck, too, so they really need to protect him. And 
Tyrod Taylor's actually looked better running this Giants offense. Uh, they did they did decent against the Bills. It came down to a very questionable call. I think they should have won that game. And then this week they beat the Commanders. He had 21.66 points. It's not groundbreaking. I know that. But there's a lot of buys. I forgot to look up who's on buys. We better cover that too. Oh, sure. I'll look that up while you look up or while you talk about your next running back. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, would, I wouldn't do a lot of fab because it's still the Giants. They are better when Saquon's on the field. Mm-hmm. 5%, maybe 10 if you're really desperate. Um, but keep an eye on that Dan Jones injury too. Daniel Jones. He doesn't deserve I was Dan just going to say, you keep saying Dan Jones, and it's only Dan Jones when he deserves it. That's right. He does not deserve it. And uh, Josiah coming through, it's Zootopia. That's right. Dude, thank you. Yes. Zootopia. Thank you, Josiah. Um, yeah. Dan Jones, or not Dan Jones, Tyrod Taylor. Ty God, as I like to call him. You had Gardner Minshew mania. We we're only doing quarterbacks with fun nicknames. Who's your running back? <laughs> Deonta Foreman. If you didn't already pick him up prior to this weekend, I don't see him sitting out there. We usually see that anyway, when a player has such a great game, he's snagged, but I, he's, he's rostered in 48.7% of leagues, which is under the 50 yeah. that we bring you. The bears running game is really starting to get moving. Last week against Minnesota, Foreman had 65 rushing yards. This week against the Raiders. The Raiders. You got to say it. I was going to, and I was like, nope, the Raiders. (laughs) (laughs) And I think of Toby and how we got her to say it. So, Josiah, next time you see Toby, you got to have her say say the the Raiders. Raiders. Um, anyway, against the Raiders, he had 89 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns, 31 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. He is, he's here. Yeah. And he's going to be the the starting running Mm -hmm. back until injuries get. I was just going to say, Khalil Herbert is still on injury reserve. Roshan Johnson is Roshan Johnson. Roshan. Roshan. Let me, let me correct myself. He is still on concussion. Yeah, protocol. There's something there. This is his fourth week, I think, on concussion protocol. So either mm-hmm. they're holding him out on purpose or there's something seriously wrong. Some, there could be something serious, like which sucks. Yeah. I mean, you never want to see a player go through <laughs> mm-hmm. that, especially when you hear about all the CTE and the old players right now. And yeah. not not good when a rookie is missing multiple weeks due to a concussion. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so Foreman is he's gonna keep being the guy for a while on a bears team that is going to run the ball a lot. I would go 20% possibly more depending on your need at running back to pick him up. Um, if he isn't available in your league, um, I would also look at, uh, Darrington Evans who rushed for 48 yards as well. Yeah. He looked good. Somebody we brought in the bears, not we, but you know, I'm the bears. Um, we are the bears. Somebody they brought in, and uh, he, he's looked good. He was mm-hmm. there last year some too, I think. But does it hurt to say Dante Foreman's name any, given that in the family league he was available until I think Saturday when your mom picked him up, he put up 30-some points against you, and it's one of the reasons that she beat you. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, I'll talk about my running back, Amari Demarcado, who I've already talked about two weeks ago. I said this would be a guy, the guy, and then I ended up with egg on my face because he only got three carries. Like, what? What? <clears throat> uh, he's only rostered in 14.7%. I would still be cautious on this because it's the Cardinals. However, 
He gets three carries, makes me look like the ass for saying to everybody, hey, go pick him up. And then suddenly, before the game, he's named the starter. Kanta Ingram is a healthy scratch. And uh, Damian Williams barely gets any carries. I don't understand it. But Amari did do well. He had 13 carries for 58 yards. That's like four and a half-ish yards carry. He had four catches, 17 yards. It's going to be a hard one to trust, but I still think he's going to be that scat back, no matter what, until James Conner is back. Are you... Did you just snicker at scat? Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. I saw it, saw the corner of your mouth kind of, hmm. I would only do 5% fab. I wouldn't do go crazy on it, but the dog is licking my leg like crazy. Please stop. Why do fevers? Oh, by the way, I don't know how this got past us, but there are no week eight buys. Apparently, nobody wanted a day off. Well, perfect, because this last week, almost in every league, I had more than two people out on a buy one league. I had six of my, of my, my bench yeah. Out. <laughs> um, I, I, I compensated for it though. We're fine. Just compensating folks. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Downs is my wide receiver. All right. He is rostered in three 34, 34, three 34, 34. I was going to say 33, 34, 334% <laughs> of leagues rostered. 34.5% of leagues. Um, he's becoming a big part of the Colts offense, having double-digit fantasy points in the last three games. And he's still only rostered in 34% of leagues. Yeah. Three games now. He's also getting a really good chunk of the target share, having at least six targets in five of seven games. This week, he showed his big playability, catching five of six targets for... 125 yards and a touchdown. He also scored a touchdown last week. He should be added on rosters in all leagues. As Gardner Minshew has shown, he wants to get him the ball. And that's, I mean, Minshew is going to be the guy. The guy. So I think that's something like he's getting it to Josh Downs. Yeah. You need Josh Downs. Agreed. Taking notes here. Don't mind me. Don't look at my waiver pickups. You are. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm going to go with Kendrick Bourne. Rostered in 24 Why did you point- write Josh Downs down? <laughs> I'm going to go with Kendrick Bourne. Rostered in 24.1% of leagues. This is a guy we've talked about before, right? Uh, he looked really good week one. Had 21.4 points. And then looked like shit, basically. And we suggested him last week. And nobody listened to us. Because he's still rostered in 24% of leagues. Mm-hmm. Unless you 24% are listeners. Then I take it back. But last week, he goes 10 for 11 for 89 yards. We say pick him up. He's going to continue to do well if they run the offense this way. So he turns around, and yesterday against the Bills, which the Patriots upset them. That was crazy. Didn't Mm -hmm. expect that. He caught six catches on seven targets for 63 yards and a touchdown. Now, the Patriots have gone back to how they were running their offense week one, where they're utilizing short passes, screens, Things like that. If you have a quarterback like Mac Jones and you want to be successful, I think that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. This is going to benefit Kendrick Bourne. He excels at this type of stuff. So if they continue to do that, keep getting him involved, he's going to continue to have these really good games. 10%, 15. It depends. It always depends on your desperation, really. But 10% fab. I mean, if you've only got five bucks left, I wouldn't spend all five of it. I'd do a dollar. It's all relative at this point. I think I forgot fab on downs. Okay. I don't know if I said fab. I would do up to 20. Up to 20. 
I like that, especially if it's some sort of contract league like we're in because he's a rookie and he's going to keep being relevant. I want to talk about your tight ends. Yes. Okay, I knew it. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Taysom Hill. <laughs> you love you some Taysom Hill. I do. I really like Taysom Hill. I, I do. You know how I love him. Anyway, he's only rostered in 5.6% of leagues. This guy, like we talked about him, I talked about him at the beginning of the year as a potential $1 steal, and he just hasn't lived up to it, I think because, you know, the Saints have so many options. You have a lot of weapons, yeah. Um, But I feel like things are changing, though, I and mean, he's being targeted a lot in the last several games. He had eight targets, catching seven for 49 yards last week. He also had an opportunity to run and pass the ball. And so this week he caught four or five targets for 50 yards. He ran 18 yards and he had a rushing touchdown. That is the Taysom Hill I like to see. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, Like the, the Swiss army knife Taysom Hill. Right. And they, they haven't utilized mm -hmm. him like that until just recently. They're like, oh yeah. Hey, this guy. I remember. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think they're going to continue to get him involved, especially if Juwan Johnson remains sidelined with an injury. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go crazy on your fab here because I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to continue to get him involved, but I don't know how consistent. I always feel like I, I get excited about Taysom Hill. He has a lot of big play potential. Yeah. Especially when they utilize him. All say, over the field in every position. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, uh, a lot of different ways to get you points as well with running, passing, catching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I but I wouldn't go all out because I don't think that it's going to be a, like, steady, yeah, consistent start. Boom but, and bust type of yeah, deal. Yeah, it's going to be really boom and bust and circumstantial. Yeah. So, I would maybe go 5% of fab. But I think if you can pick him up, I would do it. Yeah. I like him. No, I, I wish they utilized him more like they utilized right. him this week. Yeah. No, I agree that Thursday night game against the Jacksonville Jaguars mm -hmm. towards the end of it. It's like Carr and Hill were dialed in and you would like to see more of that mm -hmm. uh, for sure. He's hard to cover, too. So yes. they should be wanting to get him involved. I feel like he's like that sneaky, sneaky playmaker. Sneaky. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dalton Kincaid, not as sneaky, but uh, rostered in 31.3%. This is a guy that we, we just talked about, Dawson Knox, wrist surgery. So now this is uh, Dalton Kincaid is going to be the dude. He's going to be the tight end for the Buffalo Bills, which is a some days a high-powered offense. Some days they look surprisingly bad. But uh, I think, like I said, I think Dawson Knox is going to miss the majority of the fantasy football season. And last week after Knox's entry, Kincaid, eight passes on eight targets, 75 yards. That's a hell of a stat line for a tight end, especially if especially if you don't own roster, sorry, roster a tight end with the last name of Kelsey or Andrews, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are the guys that you know, I guess Laporta, even though he did have a little Laporta. bit of a down game. Um, that, Hawkinson, maybe. He just had but, a game. It yeah. just, you know, I think he's still. Right up there great but not many of them are going eight for eight for 75 yards so i i like kincaid's um potential here he's a rookie as well so if you're in a, a keeper league contract league anything like that five to ten percent 
a fab, depending on how badly you need a tight end or how badly you need tight end help. But I think Kincaid is going to start to look a lot better. There were a lot of expectations for him going mm-hmm. into the season. Uh, I know we both said, like, well, Dawson Knox is still a thing. I mean, he's still a guy there that's familiar with this. And uh, now I think we're going to really see Kincaid start to take off. I would agree with that. All right. <clears throat> Let's do a couple questions before we get to the whiskey. How about that? Yeah. You good with that? I am good with it. Chandler says, should I trade away Amari Cooper? Another Cooper question. And Jake Fer- Ferguson for Calvin Ridley and Dallas Goddard. I like Goddard over Ferguson, but I am losing patience with Calvin Ridley after his one and a half point. Um, 1.4. What? His 1.4 points. Well, in my league, he had one catch for five yards, which equated to 1.5, unless they stole a yard from him. You don't have to look it up. You can just trust me. Because I played it. I I don't trust you. (laughs) I do trust you. I swear it was 1.4. And I think it was. I'm looking at it right now. It says 1.5. No, I have currently in the family league. Nope. Then hold on. It says it right here. I trust you, but I swear. (laughs) Anyways. Let's answer the question rather than (laughs) bitch over a yard. (laughs) It was four yards. It was five. Okay. (laughs) Let's answer the question. Yes. Trading Amari Cooper. And Jake Ferguson, Dallas Cowboys tight end. For Ridley and Goddard. Yeah. I mean, to me, Goddard is the better part of that trade. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't like getting Ridley. I don't trust him right now. But. I do like the upgrade at tight end. It is, it is definitely an upgrade there. I don't know. It kind of seems it's this seems like a, it does seem like a fair trade. Yeah, it's pretty even across mm-hmm. the board. Um, I think who, who gets Amari Cooper probably gets a slightly better or more consistent mm-hmm. wide receiver. Who gets Dallas Goddard gets a better tight end. But if end. you're pretty good at wide receiver, then I would say yes. Go yeah. for it. Agreed. George, welcome back. George says, would you sell high on James Cook? I have two schools of thought on this. Okay. I completely get selling high on James Cook because he's probably not going to necessarily get better than, I mean, he just had 19.2. It's the Mm -hmm. second best game of the year. That's followed by a 7.1 and a 5.1 game before that. However, I think if this... Bill's team wants to compete. They have to get the run game going because that passing game and Josh Allen have not looked as good. So in my opinion, they have to get James cook going. They have to get him more carries. People thought Latavius Murray was going to jump in there and start splitting the workload. That didn't, that didn't last. So in my opinion, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get rid of him. Thoughts. I don't know if I would either. Still a good average of points per game there. 17.23. Yeah. I think and I, that's, I mean, that. Yeah. I don't think you want that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's going to do better than necessarily like every game than his 19.2 that he got this last week, but I wouldn't get rid of him. It's just good, consistent points that you don't have to worry about. Yep. All right. Jackson says was offered to trade away CMC. So he's trading away Christian McCaffrey for. Jameer Gibbs, Puka Nakua, and Rachad White in a PPR league. Thoughts? I just can't part with CMC, so I am not the person to ask. (laughs) 
I'm thinking here. Uh, I Jameer Gibbs, while he looked good this week, keep in mind as soon as David Montgomery is back, Gibbs takes a back seat to that. Rachad White has been kind of up and down. So it's really, is it worth giving up CMC to get Puka and two running backs that will probably combine for the score that CMC is going to average? To me, that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah, hold on. I'm pulling up Puka. For, for me, oh man. Puka. I would say no. I'm keeping Christian McCaffrey if I have him. I realize it's a decent uh, return on investment, but... I just, I can't do it. If I have Christian McCaffrey, he's the best running back in the league right now, fantasy football wise. So I'm not, I'm not parting with him personally. You struggling over there? I am because my filters cleared on me twice. Puka, Christian, who is Gibbs? Yep. You're like, I'm going to do this faster. (laughs) Oh, you changed it too quick. You forgot Richard White. Oh yeah, Richard. Sorry. So Christian McCaffrey, that can't be right, can it? No. What can't be right? His average points per game was not right there. Christian McCaffrey averaging oh, 19 man. points per game. Whatever stat I just gave out last time wasn't right. Yeah, there. hang the on. 20, the 17. We have to go back okay. and answer Christian that McCaffrey, 19 points per game. Puka, 13. Richard White, 7. And Jameer Gibbs, 6. Mm-hmm. So you're giving up one player who's averaging 19 to get three players that average a combined 27. I don't think I do it doesn't that. No, That's you have to know yep. if you can get one person on your roster that gives you that many points at, on average, you don't get rid of it for less. You're not making that up. Agreed. Uh, James Cook is averaging nine, not nine. 17. Holy crap. I didn't think that sounded right, I but I was like, I was it's the data. <laughs> He's had 10.3, So two less double digits. Um, sorry, just to recap real quick. Mm-hmm. My computer has detected high usage. Uh, that's not what I was recapping. We would keep CMC. Both of us agree mm-hmm. we would keep CMC. Going back to James Cook, would you sell high? I still would keep him. I think the Bills are a good offense, and I think they're going to have to keep running mm-hmm. the ball. I and I agree with that. I don't. Yeah, my, right. Our answer doesn't change, but we gave you an incorrect stat. I wanted it corrected. Right. George also yes. says, "Should I drop Bills defense for Jaguars or Jets?" The Bills have not been the same after Matt Milano got hurt. They have not been able to take advantage of teams like normal. That Jets defense is damned good. Jets are going to single-handedly get themselves into the playoffs, mm-hmm. I feel like, because of how good that defense is. Therefore, I don't hate dropping bills Mm-mm. for To the pick Jets. them up. Yeah. Snag them. Snag them. All right. Should we talk a little whiskey? I'm ready to talk whiskey. All right. I'm going to be talking some whiskey. You're going to talk the whiskey. You're going to be doing I'm gonna a little drink the sniffing whiskey. and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't need to sniff my old fashioned. You made me sniff my old fashioned. I no, I didn't make you sniff your old fashioned. I <laughs> pushed this glass towards you. Anyways, we said we're drinking, or we already said we're drinking Grace O'Malley Irish blended whiskey. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the distillery and who Grace O'Malley is. Because if you're not familiar, Grace O'Malley, back in the 1500s, that was around when I was born, was an Irish chieftain and seafarer who became famous as a pirate and a rebel during the reign of Queen Elizabeth I of England, 
who's trying to increase her increase 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 <laughs> increase her control of irish lands o'malley's exploits made her a folk heroine while official irish histories tend to ignore her now england was steadily gaining control of ireland and grace came under increasing increasing wow increasing pressure to relent to the english crown an expedition from Ga galway we've been there mm -hmm. we've been to the beaches of galway uh an expedition from galway attacked grace in her castle on clare island so grace turned to piracy she said basically excuse my language but fuck this uh <laughs> and she started blocking the port of galway and attacking english ships in galway bay Grace was born and raised at Belcare Castle near Westport, and during her reign, she acquired several other castles through conquest and marriage, including Duna on Black Sod, Kildavnet on a Kill Island, the O'Malley Castle on Clare Island, and Rockfleet in Clue Bay, where she eventually died. Now, switching gears to the distillery, now that you know who Grace O'Malley is, in 2016, my businessmen Stephen Cope and brand builders Stefan Hansen and Fritz Hendrik Mel met in Dublin to get to know each other. And Stephen Cope, Stephen, sorry, is it Stephen, do you think? Or, yeah, Stephen. There's a Stephen and a Stefan. So I'm getting myself mixed up here. Mr. Cope is the owner of the brand Grace O'Malley. Growing up in the west of Ireland, he heard stories of the Pirate Queen, they called her, all through his childhood. And uh, was just fascinated by the story of this great woman, this great woman, not only as a buccaneer, as the English see it anyways, but also a navigator, a clan leader, a businesswoman, and above all, a survivor. The story sounded like it was written for their time, and they just wanted to pay homage to this. And all three of these guys, fathers of daughters. So the three felt like that they needed a role model like Grace O'Malley, this strong woman. So they were, um, they were unanimous in deciding that the story of grace o'malley must be told to the world preferably with a glass of irish whiskey in hand now they pitched this to john teeling who if you don't know that's the owner of the great northern distillery in ireland and he was so excited that you've probably heard of teeling's whiskey he was so excited by the story that he offered the whiskey entrepreneurs a supply contract on the spot few later few years later grace o'malley is one of the established names in Irish whiskey, one of the most awarded spirits of recent years, and finds friends in over 23 countries. The special thing about Grace O'Malley whiskey, while the portion of female consumers of Irish whiskey is usually around 45%, it's 53% for Grace O'Malley. So much like our podcast, which tends to reach more of the, the female than your normal sports podcast does, Grace O'Malley does that with whiskey, and everybody tells her story. Every bottle tells what did I say? Body. Everybody and bottle tell their story. <laughs> Everybody. The body being Everybody. the ones that have been struck down <laughs> okay. by the pirate queen. I was um, just going to say, I know you're going to get into yeah, go ahead. the mash bill here. Um, I think if we do a listener pirate league, this needs Ooh. to be the bottle of whiskey. There you go. That is if one. If we can get it in the States still. I think you can order it. You can order it. Yeah. Order it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, the, another listener pirate league or a listener pirate league with a bottle of not another. We don't have a listener pirate. That's why league. I corrected myself. I am failing in the pirate league. I am going to change the rules <laughs> if I ever do. I made the I I strongly influenced the rules. And if you ask Cody, he said that I decided the rules, but they are not working in my favor. 
They're yes. a pirate league. No, they are not. <laughs> so there's an Irish whiskey proverb, back to the whiskey mm-hmm. and the pirates, that states 20% of the taste comes from the distillate, 80% from the barrel. So they get their distillates from the Great Northern Distillery, which we already talked about, which is an hour drive north of Dublin. And uh, that's where um, John Teeling, who we just talked mm-hmm. about, who's a whiskey legend in Ireland, and master distiller Brian Watts, have been producing the highest quality spirits since 2015. Uh, malt, single malt, pot stills, grain whiskeys, as well as Irish gin, which we also have a Grace O'Malley gin. Mm-hmm. 80% from the barrel. Their new make first matures for three years in traditional oak barrels at the aging and blending facility, which is not far from the Great Northern Distillery. And uh, the thing about Ireland, we've been there. It's not doesn't get very cold. It doesn't get very hot. And that's considered to be kind of a perfect um, climate for the Irish whiskey. This is blended by master blender Paul Karras, who was originally a winemaker. And uh, after completing Master of Science at Bordeaux University, he worked with several winemakers of Europe and Australia. But he was really known for his excellent palate and that just years of experience in the wine industry. He was hired by the world's leading spirits company where he turned his focus to spirits and became the master blender of cognac. Now, Grace Mally whiskey has the Irish whiskey we're drinking today. Mm -hmm. It has the rum cask Irish whiskey. That would be really good. Yes. A dark char cask, which sounds interesting. And then an 18 year single malt whiskey. Just want to real quick before we get to what you tasted, we're drinking, like I said, the Irish whiskey. It's a unique blend of triple and double distilled single malt and grain whiskeys. And each batch is matured to perfection and specially selected French oak rum and American bourbon casks, which give the whiskey a unique character and push the boundaries of the flavor. Uh, It says that their single malt content results in a whiskey of true quality, the perfect balance of fruitiness, complexity and smoothness. So tell me what you smelled. Tell me what you tasted. I smelled cherry and vanilla. Cherry hit me hard. Ooh, I, I, I feel like I smelled that before you said it, but I definitely, as soon as I sniffed, I got cherry. I, I sometimes like struggle to pinpoint what I'm smelling, like to pick it out and really identify it. This is cherry. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't taste like cherry, but that smell is cherry vanilla, vanilla cherry. What do you get on the taste? Fire. <laughs> like a good fire. Fire. It, it's smooth. It's, it's fire. It's smooth, but it's it has heat. And it I vanilla. Mm-hmm. Very vanilla. Doesn't it have like a spice? It's got a little spicy, yeah. Like heat. Heat sp- yeah, and, yeah. and spice, spice and heat combined, which is where I said fire. I gotcha. I'm getting not your... bad. Right. But it's like, whoo. Now, would you and consider this smooth. an underdog fantasy spicy or? It is spicy. <laughs> a little spicy. <laughs> Go underdog five fantasy for five. <laughs> promo code SGPN. Um, I would rate this a five for five. This, uh, it's smooth, but you're right. It does have a nice rice spice. Yeah, there's, it's not harsh. No. It is very smooth, but it has, it punches you right away. It's, it's a punch and then of just fire (laughs) and something that sometimes we comment on at other times we don't notice it Mm -hmm. as much but the texture it's a thicker it is thicker and when i say fire like you know those uh red hots Mm -hmm. it kind of is does that there's no cinnamon no no there's spice though 
<laughs> but you know how those get you? And then your tongue is like, okay, just never mind. <laughs> this is one of those things you're going to look back and see the face I just made at you. Um, Justin. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I, there's something else I taste, and I can't pinpoint it. It's not vanilla. It's not... Um, it's not the the fire. I, I'm not sure what it is, but there is something else there. You picking it up or? I mean, well, there's. I will say it's not comparable to Jameson. You're not going to grab this no. and be like, oh, it's an Irish whiskey. So it's like Jameson. It's not. It definitely you can tell it's Irish whiskey. It has that quality. of yeah, Irish yep. whiskey. Um. Like the the single malt kind of stands the, out a little the bit. Wood. You think so? It's the different wood. woods that they use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, three different casks that all that wood that they <laughs> crammed into this whiskey. <laughs> no wonder she likes it. Um, yeah, no. I, Are you good? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like, I read that you have the fruitiness. I don't taste a lot of fruitiness. It, it just smells fruity. Yeah, it does. The cherry smell. smell. You don't. Yeah. Am, are, do you taste cherry? No, not at all. Um, but saying mm -hmm. they have the perfect balance of fruitiness, complexity, I agree. There's a lot going on there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of wood. There's spice. a lot of wood going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> look at her big old smile from that. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's matured in French oak, rum, and American bourbon. I think the the extra thing I'm picking up is a little bit of a rum like a sweet rum type mm -hmm. of flavor. Are you kind of getting that? Well, I think kind of, and that's, I think where there's a lot of spice in it. Yeah. Right. And a little bit of sweetness that you mm -hmm. would like, if you had a sweeter rum. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, and I wonder if some of that spiciness, do you think that's coming from the American bourbon casks or you think that's no, for sure the rum? The, I, what kind of, we just don't rum. know. No. A spiced rum. rum. It's a very spicy rum. Yeah. Why is it spicy? Uh, no, this is really good. I really like this. It's uh, we got this as a gift from my parents. Mm -hmm. They ordered it from Ireland, I believe. Yes, they did with the gin, which I'm not a big gin drinker, but I love the Grace O'Malley. Gin. It is a good gin, it's very junipery. Yes, it's the and it's weird because normally I don't like the juniperiness of gin, but this one, theirs, I do. Mm -hmm. It, I would, I know people it's like. I know only maniacs drink gin on ice, but I would drink oh, okay. it on ice. I was like, drink gin. No, on ice. I would drink mm -hmm. Grace O'Malley gin on ice because I like it that much. Mm -hmm. It's a very, like, authentic. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a good I guess, way to put it. yeah. It's well, really good. It's from Ireland. They do things authentic <laughs> there. But no, it's good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, if you get a chance, order yourself a bottle of Grace O'Malley, the Irish Pirate Queen says believe in grace blended irish whiskey i'm a big fan of this she was again born 1530 and uh the distillery was established officially in 2017 if you have any questions about it reach out to us at old-fashioned fb especially on now that you shook up our bottle the like x that. shakes bottle aggressively no, um, shaking the bourbon you know you're or the whiskey <laughs> you're supposed to move it around and wet that cork every now and then or your yeah, corks dry out but you don't have to I don't know. I don't think shaking it's going it to bother it. It bothers me. 
just came over on a plane. You don't think it got shook up a little bit on Not that like plane? Not like that. <laughs> Let's answer a couple questions before we get on out of here. Victor Sosa says, I'm down four against Hawkinson. Who do I start, CMC or Osborne? This is tough because I don't know how healthy CMC is. What if he's on a limited workload? He's what if still... he's not? And what if he does? Yeah, you're right. You, sit, you, you start... start CMC. She's right. It doesn't matter. Limited workload or not, you start CMC. I agree. You don't bench him. No. Kathy... You take the risk. Yes. Kathy says, love Grace O'Malley. It's because it's Irish. They love all things It's Ireland. also very good. It is very good. Um, what What's the word again? Her... There's Hero, a, like hernophobia, right? Herno, I, no, no, hernophile. Hernophile. Her, she'll tell us. There's a word <laughs> for people that like Love, are ob- obsessed yeah. with Irish, Irish, all things Irish stuff. That would be my parents, and it ends in ophile. And normally, words that end in ophile are not good things. <laughs> um, I always say she's a pedophile, but like for Irish things, basically, not for you children. You can't say that. No, Just stop. No. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop. Her hibern, hibernia, hibernia file, hibernophile, hibernophile. Yeah, Irish. It's on the screen if you're at youtubecom with Irish old age fashion football. <laughs> hibernophile, uh, motion man. He's in motion. Says, would you trade Josh Jacobs for Eckler or Bajan in a PPR? I would trade Josh Jacobs for Austin Eckler. I mm-hmm. know that hasn't looked. They haven't looked great. And I know he's dealing with that ankle thing, but in a PPR league, he is so good. Um, I can't fault you for trading Jacobs for Bajan either. That that Raiders offense is not good. Sorry, Josiah. But that, that Raiders offense is not good. Mm-mm. And Bajan's a stud. Much better than I thought he was going to be, unless he's hung over like what I surmise was his issue last week. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's I, I would trade. I would get rid of Jacobs, honestly. He just hasn't looked that great. He hasn't had a high average uh, yard per carry. Nothing. PPR league. Eckler's your dude. Bajan, I feel like you've been very biased against him all Ooh, season. Bajan? Jacobs. He's he's had a terrible average yards per carry. I know. But it's still Josh Jacobs. And I just feel like it has to turn around. <laughs> this game has started, woman. <laughs> Now she's making faces at me. Um, you can think he's got to turn it around, but I don't. I don't know if that offensive line is all that great. No, he's still eleventh think... ranked because he mm-hmm. had a twenty-seven point nine game against the Chargers. But I just what week was that? Four. Four. Yes, his scores almost do this weird thing where it literally does this. He went up to peak to that, and now he's going down. He's going down. But he's got to do better. He plays the Lions, which have a good rush defense. Got to do better than what? Sorry. Than what he's just did. Yeah. Plays against the Lions. Good run defense. Plays against the Giants, who are getting feisty. Plays against the Jets, who are a really good defense. He's not consistently going to get five points. He's going to be back up in the double digits. I think 11 is probably what he's going to continue to average. You are down on him way more than I am. All right. Would You would not trade him for Eckler or Rajon? I think I would consider, but I don't think he's as bad as you're making him out to be. He's still 11th ranked and for good reason. And it's not just that 29 point game. All right. Well, we just, he's not, it's, he's not a player who's up in rankings because he got over 30 points. He didn't do that. He's been in the double digits consistently. 
Thank you, Motion Man, for starting to fight. I'm going to hear about this the rest of the night. I'm just kidding. No, because I'm a little sick of your down on Josh Jacobs talk. He's not. He no, just... because you know, no, listeners don't know this, but we have this discussion, I feel like, weekly in our own household about Josh Jacobs. Really? It feels like it. You always make some call. I don't always get into it with you, but I'm drawing the line now. Oh. He did really bad this week. Mm-hmm. But look at that game as a whole. He that whole the whole game was shit for them. Yeah, sorry about. A, yeah, our dogs over there growling. His his season average per carry is two point nine yards per carry. I realize he's had some good games, but I don't want to back a running back who's only averaging two point nine yards per carry. That's why I have been shitting on him, and you've heard me quote his yards per carry average. When uh, our buddy Nick Fortune traded Jonathan Taylor away for Josh Jacobs, I said, you just traded a guy who could be a top. Now, Josh Jacobs has not looked great because Zach Moss is so good, but you just traded him away for a guy that's averaging 2.9 mm-hmm. yards per carry. I don't support that trade. I think that, tra- no. So you value Josh or Jonathan Taylor over Austin Eckler and Bajon Robinson then? Because you don't support that trade. I didn't say I didn't support the trade. I said I am not as down on him as you are. And he is still the 11th ranked running back. And if you have had him and you have started him, aside from this last week, it's not a mistake to have started him. I'm not saying it's a mistake. I'd say I'm saying I'd rather have Eckler. Average of 2.9 yards per carry, but how many carries is he getting? 118. He's got 347 yards and two rushing touchdowns. He has caught some passes i think that's probably mm-hmm. where he has excelled a little bit better so far he has 26 receptions for 215 yards no receiving touchdowns he's got two touchdowns on the entire year the the one game that he peaked so well was because he had caught so many passes i believe i can go back to that who do they play see. coming up did you already say that i did the lions who have a good run defense mm-hmm. i think they're third the giants who have started looking a lot better the Jets, who are a really good defense. Then they do have the Dolphins. I think they can run the ball in the Dolphins. But then they have KC, who has a good defense. Okay, so he does have a hard... His strength of schedule is going against him for future yeah. games. He had eight receptions in that 27.9 <clears throat> game. He's That's his highest. He had eight receptions in that game. He's got two others with mm-hmm. five. Otherwise, it's one or two. So unless he's catching but anyway, the ball, he's not... Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just yes. feel like this is Go not. On. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't say I didn't support the trade. I like I like all of these players in there. Would you trade Josh Jacobs for Eckler or Bajan? I would probably do that, yes. Yes, there's the answer. Um, all that arguing just to agree with me. No. So- I don't agree with you about Josh Jacobs. I knew that was going to get me in trouble. Do you <laughs> no. have anything else you'd like to add? We have to stop. Yeah, do you have anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> Nope. All right. Uh, my old fashion is gone. How about yours? Mine's not. All right. Well, it's it's going to be gone after this argument, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> you, you turned out the lights on us and Sorry, everything. Sorry, I didn't mean to turn off the light. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old fashioned football.